0: the Mission Dorothy Podcast with your hostess, Tamika Williams. Thank you so much for joining us today here at the Mission Dorothy Podcast. Today I am coming with part two of the power of self-awareness. And I know that you guys would have loved for me to give you these tips right in that episode, but I kind of felt like that episode was rather long and I needed to uh, get some other things done before I could continue to finish the episode, which is why we're coming with a part two. So here in part two, what I want to cover is I want to give you guys some strategies you can use in order to work toward developing greater self-awareness, okay? And so I'm going to give you guys around nine different strategies you can use in order to um, be... Self-aware and have greater self-awareness. So I hope that you guys have had a fantastic week, and you're ready to dive in and explore further your um, authentic self, and by by becoming aware of who you are. Right. All right. So let's get it started. All right. So as we've talked, you know, in the last episode, we talked about the five elements of um, self-awareness. And I gave you guys a couple of resources in that episode. And, you know, we talked about the importance of being able to look in the mirror and be 100% honest with yourself as you go about this journey of self-awareness. And I tell you, I cannot stress enough how important it is for you to take out the time to really dive deep when it comes to self-awareness. I'm telling you because it will make a difference in your relationships, ladies, All right. For those who want to get married, for those who want to be in a committed relationship, it's important for you to dive deep into your emotions, you know, your um, self-concept so that you can make the necessary changes that may have been hindering you in past relationships, Right. And that I'm talking romantic, but I'm also talking about your relationships, too, with your friends, as well as with your family, co-workers, leadership, uh, employees, all of that. Right. But ultimately, you know, that is definitely important. But what's most important is that I really want you guys to be clear about who you are. When you stand in that mirror and do your hair and your makeup and wash your face and you looking at her and you are clear about who this woman is, right? What do she stand on? What is her belief system, her values and her self-concept and You know, just being clear about who you are today. Like, gosh, I mean, I'm telling you guys, I want y'all to really dive deep. And I also want you to do your own research when it comes to self-awareness as well, because I want I need you guys to spend a couple of weeks on this. You know, actually, you can take those five elements and spend, um, shoot, spend Two, three weeks, you know, spend a month per element, right? Spend a good amount of time really diving deep into each one of those elements. Because I'm telling you, when you have mastered that element, you will feel so much better. And you will feel a a increase in your quality of life. Like real talk, for real. All right, all right. So let's dive into these strategies. So in that last session, you know, uh, I'm sorry, I'm thinking I'm in therapy. <laughs> in that last episode, which which you know, this podcast is much like it. But let me put my disclaimer: this podcast is not therapy. If you feel that you need therapy, please go and find you a professional who can help you get to where you're going so that you can accomplish your personal goals, okay? All right, but this podcast is more of a assistant to therapy, right? This is adjunct. This is self-help, another resource you can utilize, in order to do some inner work, okay? All righty, so in that last episode, I talked about journaling, right? I did talk about journaling when it came to thoughts, when it was, you know, you needed to start like paying attention to your thoughts and logging your thoughts. And so journaling is a powerful tool for learning about yourself you know a lot of times like for myself I'm very visual so if it is not like certain things uh like when my clients do their homework and if they don't send me a copy sometimes I have a hard time staying focused because I'm so visual to where I need to have that homework sitting in front of me and I need to be looking at it right so you know I know that about myself right But at the end of the day, journaling, you know, sometimes when we see things in writing, it can, you know, all kinds of light bulbs can go off. All kinds of aha moments can happen. Right. When we see it in writing, sometimes it just bring it makes it real. okay? And so journaling is a fantastic way to get to know about yourself, especially if you are a journaler and you keep your journals and then you go back and read them. Right? So if you are someone who journals, like go back and read, you know, if let's just say if you go back 5 years, pick one day and read the entry for that same date, you know, from each year and just see any patterns, any evolutions, any growth, any decline, any regression, right? like journaling is powerful. And you guys, if you've, if you've spent years of journaling and you have this collection of journals, like journals can help you gain so much insight and understanding about yourself. Like my God. So when you journal you know you can spend a good 15 minutes each evening recording your thoughts your life your feelings right either you can do it in the morning there's a uh, there's something called morning pages where you can do kind of like a brain dump whatever is on your mind you just write for 20 minutes straight and just brain dump right But you can also journal in the morning, right? You can journal in the morning or you can journal in the evening when you are about to, you know, just kind of shut things down and it can be a part of your nighttime routine. And so when you're journaling, I want you to list the meaningful things that happened throughout the day. I want you to, you know, pay attention to the thoughts you may had, the feelings you may had any areas of contention, any areas of, uh, hesitation, you know, if there were some fantastic moments in your day, if you, you know, had some great insight, you know, always find three things that you can, um, you know, be thankful for, like add that into your journal as well. Right. Right. So just making sure, you know, you're including your successes and your failures within that day, or you're including your uh, accomplishments and your challenges, right, during that day. And so when you are journaling, I want you to ask yourself three questions, right? And here they are. The first one is, how did, how well did I do today? Right. How well did I do today? How well did I do today when it came to my emotions, when it came to my response, when it came to paying attention, when someone talked to me, when it came to, you know, being mindful of my thoughts. Right. Like how well did I do today? Right. Like really sitting down and thinking, you know, especially if you are in the morning setting an intention for the day. Right. How well did you do with following through with that intention? OK, so how well did I do today? Right. Was I stable? Was I able to control my emotions today? Was I all over the place? Did, did I not do well today with controlling my feelings or my anger? Like, you know, kind of rating yourself on how well you did um you know that day when it came to uh just your performance right the second question is what did i do poorly today you know what did i do poorly today right and so when we look at what did you do well, you know, we want to focus on, I'm sorry, because earlier I was saying like, you know, write your negatives and your positives. So let me take that back. Okay. So the first question is, what did I do well today? Like, what did you do good today? Were you able to control your emotions? Were you able to be kind to someone? Were you able to give someone a compliment? Were you able to be mindful of your thoughts? Were you able to find gratitude in the day? Were you able to accept some advice from someone, right? What did I do well today? Okay. And then your second question is, what did I do poorly today? Right. And so that goes back to, you know, was, did I not control my emotions today? Was I not able to communicate how I felt? Did I act out today? Did I allow anger to get the best of me? Did I engage in, um, you know, just poor conduct, like talking about somebody? What did I do poorly today? right? Was I judgmental today? Was I controlling today? Like really thinking about what did you do poorly? And then number three, question number three is what changes do I want to make based on the um, how poorly I did, right? What changes do I want to make? And the second part of that question is how will I make those changes, right? So if you had some aha moments, some light bulbs went off that day and you realized that there were some behaviors that you needed to change, some things that you needed to do more of, like maybe, you know, pay, um, um, you know, doing something for yourself or, um, I'm sorry, I'm all off right with that one. But what changes do I want to make? So do I want to, you know, uh Participate in more self-love, you know? Do I want to work on being able to control my anger? You know? Do I want to be able to um stop putting other people's emotions ahead of mine? Right? So, what what changes do I want to make and how will I make those changes? And so when you answer that second part of question number three. I want you to think about what are three steps that I can do in order to create, you know, change. Okay, like, you know, that way you will have, you know, three, uh, three uh, steps that you would need to implement over the next week in order to start to create that positive change in your life. All right. So the first one, as I stated, as, as as a good strategy for self-development is journaling, right? Spending a good 15, 20 minutes or longer sitting down, answering, um, I'm sorry, asking yourself some questions, answering some questions, um, you know, trying to gain a, a understanding of your day, your actions, your emotions, your mood, Uh, you know, writing down any thoughts or new goals that you may want to accomplish, but making sure that you ask yourself these those three questions and I'll review them one more time. Question number one, what did I do well today? Question number two, what did I do poorly today? And question number three, what changes do I want to make And how will I make those changes by listing the first three steps you feel you may need to do in order to create change? All right. So strategy number one. Strategy number two is I want you to take some time out to review your past and current relationships. And what I want you to pay attention to is, you know, remember, we're talking about self-awareness. So you want to sit and really be aware of maybe your behavior responses, you know, those types of things in the uh, relationship. Right. So if you sit down and like really be honest with yourself about your past romantic relationships, as well as, you know, romantic and platonic. Right. And really, be honest with yourself because it's it's some golden nuggets in that review, right? It's really some golden nuggets in in that review. And so, what I want you to ask yourself about those relationships is, why did the relationship end? Right? And listen, please, come on now, like really we got to be honest with ourselves because just thinking about a past relationship can put you in a whole nother mindset, right? You can immediately get angry, upset. You can feel hurt like, All kinds of emotions can come flooding in, but you're going to have to really work at controlling those emotions. And I really want you to be 150% honest with yourself if that relationship ended because of some of your behaviors. Don't try to put it on the other person if you know good and well that relationship ended because of you. And I want you to think about what, like I said, romantic and platonic relationships and why they, they did not work. Why did they fail? Right. And I want you to look at you and I want you to look at the other person. If you want to like, maybe, you know, do like a list of, uh, Like draw a line down the middle of the page and you can put them and on the other side, you can put me and then just write down the issues that you saw in the relationship when it came to them and their behavior and when it came to you and your behavior. Now, granted, our list for the other person can be 50 pages long, probably, right? (laughs) But if we're really being honest with ourselves, our list is going to be long too if we know that we were in the wrong, All right. So I cannot stress enough when you are working to review your past and current relationships, I really want you to work hard and remind yourself I'm really working to be self aware of my behaviors. And if I have any behaviors that is sabotaging my chances of having a healthy relationship, address them. Okay. and if you find that, you know, you are, you know, that, that you have some major issues that may stem from past trauma that may stem from, um, you know, just, um, hurt pain, um, your upbringing, parental styles from your parents, you know, I want you to be honest with yourself. And if you need help with that, please go and f- go and find you a therapist that you can sit down and process that pain and trauma with. Okay, because oftentimes, you know, I do a lot of couples therapy and in couples therapy, I see where a lot of old pain shows up in relationships. Right. A lot of old pain will show up in relationships and it can literally damage the relationship. The couple is in their own way. So it's very important for you to really assess and you should be assessing over time, right? As you get older, the way that you handle relationships when you were 20, you should not be handling them the same way at 35. So you got to really be real with yourself about, um, about this, right? Really be honest with yourself because the more honest you are with yourself, the better you will be moving in the future, right? Because now you have an opportunity to highlight the negative behavior, work on um, finding ways to change it in a healthy manner, and then that will help to give you a better quality of life, but it will also help you to walk even more confident in your authenticity. Okay, so I want you to look at your past relationships and I want you to look at your current relationships. Right, you're looking at what challenges do you face in that relationship. I want you to look at what do you bring to each relationship, positive and negative. I want you to look at what qualities do you like in your friend or your partner. I want you to look at what qualities do you avoid in your partner or in your friends that you know you need to deal with And why you need and, you know, and why, why do you need to deal with it? Like, be honest with yourself. I need to deal with it because, you know, my my feelings are always being overlooked. Right. Or the person is always highlighting their feelings, but they overlook your feelings. Or I always put the other person's feelings above mine. Right. Or I never um, communicate my emotions because I really don't know how to. Okay, so strategy two once again is review your past and current relationships. I want you to look at why did the why did the relationships end, whether it's romantic or platonic? I want you to also consider what challenges do you face in that relationship what, Do you bring to the relationship, positive or negative? What qualities do you like in a friend or a partner? And what qualities do you avoid in friendships and romantic relationships? But also, what qualities do you avoid in your current friends and partner? Right? Because I'm sure it's something there that you may not that you may not pay attention to, you know. So be be real with yourself with uh, with all of these. But definitely, you know, be real with yourself with, you know, reviewing your relationships. Okay. the more you know about you, the better, the better you will be in your relationships. And the more self-awareness you have about how you move in relationships, whether it's positive or negative, like it's so important to your ability to be able to like, you know, live authentically and, uh, feel confident within yourself in relationships. Okay. So definitely, you know, pay attention to. How you move in relationships. Strategy number three. My God. (laughs) Baby. I think we all have some of these. Right? Especially for us who are over 40. Number three is. I want you to assess. When it for self-awareness. I want you to assess. What are your biggest regrets? Hmm, that one hit a nerve, right? Ooh, did you get chills, right? Did you get chills? Like, what are your biggest regrets? I can't explain enough how important it is to self-awareness for you to answer this question. What are your biggest regrets? Because a lot of times people are walking around with a, I want you just to think about this analogy for a minute. People are walking around with backpacks filled with bricks. I mean, cinder blocks. Okay. Not even the little uh, red brick. I'm talking about big gray cinder blocks. And each one of those blocks in that backpack is a regret. And that regret is weighing you down. We get one chance at this life. You know, others may have some other uh, beliefs about that, but we get one chance at this life. And oftentimes we can make some bad decisions especially in those early 20s. Those early 20s, you are trying to figure out life. You are trying to figure out who you are. You're trying to figure out how to navigate this thing called a human experience. And oftentimes you we make a lot of mistakes in our youth, right? When we're younger, right? But... We also make some mistakes when we're older as well, right? Some people may not have gotten the lesson that they probably should have gotten in their 20s and they may not get it until they get in their 50s, right? But regrets is like, it's like mm, cancer almost, right? It just eats away at you, right? And it can eat away at you slowly. Or fast and cause a lot of damage, hurt, pain, loss, trauma, like regrets is like not not knowing how to forgive, right? It's something that if you're holding angst towards someone, it's hurting you more than it's hurting them. So holding on to regrets, like, you know, when they talk about, you know, how they have um, interviewed people who may have been on their dying, um, you know, just been on in the last days of life. Right. And a lot of them may talk about regrets and some of them may say that they they don't regret anything. You know, and so. Here's what I want you to think about when it comes to regrets. I want you to ask yourself these questions because at the end of the day, y'all, we cannot go back and change stuff. We can't. Well, let me take that back to a certain extent. Right now. We can go back and change some of our wrongs, but we can't go back and change time. Right. Like once we do something, it's done. We can't go back and and, and undo it. It's done. Now we can go back and correct, but we cannot go back and undo something that we've done, right? We can't go back and undo time. So here are a couple of questions I want you to ask yourself when it comes to exploring your regrets. The first question is, Um, where do I think I have made poor decisions in my lifetime? Where do I think I have made poor decisions in my lifetime? Question number two, why did I choose what I chose? Right? Why did you choose those poor decisions? Like, why were those the decisions that you chose in this exercise? Number three. Um, uh, why do I think these are regrets in the first place? Like, why are why why do you regret these actions? Why do I regret these actions in the first place? That's question number three. And question number four is, what changes would I make if I could go back in time and change it? Right? So let me go over those questions one more time. Where do I think I have made poor decisions in my lifetime? Question number two, why did I choose what I chose in question number one? Question number three, why do I think these are regrets in the first place? Question number four, what changes would I make if I could go back in time? And correct the, you know, correct those actions. Okay, but I want you guys to dive deep in this one because I think we all have regrets. I know I do. You know, I have some re- regrets when it comes to parenting. Um, I have regrets when it comes to romantic relationships. I have regrets when it comes to how I may have handled a couple some situations. You know. I think we all have some things, you know, to where if we could turn the hands of time back, we would do things a little different, you know? And so I just want you to take some time to explore your regrets, right? Because sometimes regrets can stop your life, right? If you feel that you made the wrong decision, that can, that can cause a spiral, Right. Because now you're self-doubting. Then you start to challenge your self-worth, your self-value, and it can just spiral out of control. And so I think that, you know, this strategy is definitely key when it comes to self-awareness, because you do need to be aware of any regrets you may, (coughs) excuse me, have been holding in life. (coughs) Excuse me. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Had to get me a little libation going in there. I guess the, the throat got a little dry. All right. So I want you to really dive deep into the regrets, because like I said, you know, regrets can really cause damage and it can stop your life. Right. You know, I there are people who wish that they would have went to college and took up a different. <coughs> excuse me, a different uh, degree. Right. You know, oftentimes people go to college and they they uh, major in what their parents thought would have been best for them versus what they wish they would have done. Some may have regrets about ending a relationship. Right. Due to jealousy. Right. Or or being too controlling. Some may regret their parental style and how they parented their children, you know, whether they may have whooped their children or not some may regret some of their past lovers, you know, staying in an unhealthy relationship for <clears throat> you know, staying in an unhealthy unhealthy relationship period or just staying in an unfulfilled relationship for years, right? So uh, sit with yourself and really think about that. You know, that that's a good journal topic. What are my biggest regrets? Okay? All right, strategy number four. Oh my God, y'all. All All right, let's get ready for this one. Strategy number four when it comes to self-awareness is for you to sit down and take a look at which challenges in your life are constant. What challenges keep coming up for you, right? Is it related to, you you know, romantic relationships? Do you continue to have challenges when it comes to trust? You know, do you continue to have challenges when it comes to your career, right? Do you continue to have challenges when it comes to your relationship with your, with your parents, with your mother, with your father. Which challenges keep staying around? Which ones are constant? Right? Because most of us have a struggle that persists, right? It's that struggle you just cannot seem to get away from. Like you can really put in effort and really try to not be jealous, but For some reason, that jealousy just keep popping up. And most of the time when a person is jealous, they need to look at their own insecurities within themselves. Right. So, like I said, most of us have struggles that persist. Right. That struggle, it could be weight. Just cannot lose the weight. Right. That was one of my struggles back in the day. Like. I really struggled. Like, weight started to come on in my 30s. Before that, ooh, honey, ooh, ooh, oh, you couldn't tell a sister nothing. Do you hear me? My little tall self just was just, as, just slim and fine. All booty and legs. <laughs> and so... As I t- When I turned 30, it was like, okay, that metabolism slowed down. I started picking up them pounds and I'm just like, hold up. Like, wait a minute. I'm not naturally losing weight by, you know, just naturally. And so from, I struggled with uh, weight for a minute. You know, just um, as you transition and get older and your metabolism change and your body change and then you've had children and your children change. You know, birth changes your body, being pregnant changes your body. And so I had some issues there. But, you know, just through the grace of God, like I i mean, for years, like I there was a point where I just refused. I was a size 20. And I just refused to buy clothes. Like, I just wore the same clothes over and over and over. I was like, I am not dressing up this this fat. Like, I'm just not. I'm tired of going to the store, you know, trying to find, paying an arm and a leg for clothes because I'm in the double digits. And then with me being tall, they I guess they feel like all women who are over a size four, uh, 12 is short and want spandex. I'm telling y'all, I've had some fights in the, um, dressing room. Okay. Like really. And it's so crazy because actually my, my weight loss journey started in the dressing room. I had a straight meltdown in the dressing room, (laughs) but that meltdown back in 2017, Caused me to change my mindset about my body and weight and self-acceptance. And I have to say, like, it's a beautiful journey, right? Like, it was a beautiful journey. I'm so thankful for that day. Like, that day, <laughs> I'm t- I know everybody in the Old Navy was like, what the hell is going on in there? Like, is anybody in there with her? Because I was straight going off on myself. I was crying. Y'all, it was a mess. But thank God for consistency and mindset shift and just wanting to have a better relationship with myself in that area. Right? So like i said you know when it comes to challenges you know some of us may have some some challenges that is persistent you know it persists it has been around for a long time and you just cannot get it right right so another area would be finances right you just Keep working at trying to save. You keep working at trying to, you know, not utilize credit cards incorrectly. You are trying to build your credit. But for some reason, you just can't get it right. Every time you save, you start feeling like, okay, I got this little extra money. I can do this. I can do that. Or your girls is like, girl, let's go out. Let's take that trip. Now, you know you were saving to build up your savings, but misuse and abuse of the money, right? And so you just, for some reason, cannot get that savings right. So like I said, weights, finances, uh, loneliness, right? Dealing with being single, you just cannot find comfort in that, right? Some people may have depression, right? And the depression may be persistent, right? It just persists and it keeps on and you just are having a very hard time at being able to, um, you know, control or defeat the depression or anxiety, right? And then another area is just like a per- pervasive lack of satisfaction, just not feeling satisfied in life, right? Constantly, you know, I know a lot of people feel like that and especially now with with you know, COVID, the pandemic, and everything, and it's like life is life is different, you know, and everybody's trying to navigate this new normal, right? And so, just you know, over some years, you've been having this pervasive um, lack of satisfaction in life, in relationships, in your career, right? And so what I want you to understand is that the issues that persist in your life are very important for you to understand. You have the power to change nearly anything that is not right in your life. But for some reason, there are areas that you just cannot seem to get it together. And that's what I want you to really sit and marinate on and break down why does these challenges in your life always seem to hang around? Because I can guarantee you it may be connected to your mindset and how you think and your negative thinking style. Right. So as you work on this um, strategy of 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 really exploring those constant strategies, I also want you to think about your how, you know, your, your thinking styles. Right. And how you deal with. Conflict and change. Okay, because some people just do not do well with change. And if you don't do well with change, then that means that those areas where you tend to persistently struggle, you're going to keep struggling. Why? Because you can't deal with change. It it takes change in order to stop those persistent challenges from being a challenge. and And being persistent, right? We all got some challenges, but there are some challenges that just tend to hang around. So strategy number four, what challenges, what challenges in your life are constant? All right. Great, um, great strategy when it comes to being self-aware. Number five, number five is something that I talked about in the last episode, which is meditation. Meditation is key because like I told you guys, when it came to your thoughts, like when we meditate, those, you know, the thoughts are like rampant, right? But also throughout the day, you can experience like intrusive thoughts, So meditation, what it does is, is that it gives you the opportunity to observe your thoughts without judgment. That's key, y'all. That is very key because when we're not in a meditative state and when we are observing our thoughts, a lot of times we can be judgmental of ourselves. And so when you're in meditation it gives you that opportunity to observe your thoughts and not be judgmental, right? And especially if you do guided meditations, like guided meditations, you know, you're taking your mind off of those thoughts and you're focused on the voice and the directions of your guide, right? And so through meditation, you can learn a lot about yourself. Right. You can learn a lot about yourself by the thoughts that pop up in your head. Right. So let's just say if you started to practice a daily regimen of meditation or or if you, you know, meditated for, um, you know, three times a week. But I also want you to also think about even when you're in prayer. Right. And when you're spending time with God. Think about when you pray and how many intrusive thoughts come in while you're trying to have your one-on-one time with the Lord, right? That is also a good time to observe your thoughts because in prayer, you know, those thoughts will, they will intrude just like they will during meditation. And so I just want you to, you know, Understand that meditation allows you to learn how to create space between your thoughts and your emotions. I need I need y'all to understand how um, how important that is. Meditation allows you to learn how to create space between your thoughts. And your emotions. Okay? Often, what we will do is allow our thoughts to dictate our emotions and vice versa without giving them any time or space. Right? Immediately, those thoughts can create emotions. You can sit and you can think about a breakup or something that you're partner said to you that was hurtful or something that your kids may have done, and that will provoke emotions, right? So now you're crying, you're pissed off, you're mad, you're cussing, you want to cuss somebody out, like, you know, and so with meditation, it just allows you that opportunity to just kind of sit there with your thoughts, without judgment, without analyzing, without, and just let them be. Just let them be, and it just puts a pause on that connection between thoughts and emotions. And that pause is very important. It's very important to have that little break because sometimes our thoughts can create really harsh emotions, and it can put us in a bad place, right? It could put us in a temporary place that can become permanent. Right? So that situational depression could become full blown uh major depressive disorder, right? So I want you to really think about the power of meditation. It's you know, a lot of people it's like, I can't meditate. I can't quiet my mind. It's not about quiet, you know, trying to quiet your mind, right? It's about you being one with your mind and just allowing those thoughts to flow. You don't have to assign them to anything. You don't have to pay attention to them. You don't have to stroke them, nurture them, spend time with them. Like none of that. Just let them go because the same way they came, they can leave. Right? So definitely, you know, think about meditation. There are several apps that you can utilize when it comes to meditation. Um, One of the apps that I love, and I'm not affiliated in any kind of way, but you know, I don't mind, you know, plugging good tools, right? Um, Because at the end of the day, I do this so that I can help you guys. And I don't mind plugging tools, you know, at the end of the day, uh, my blessings will come, right? So my favorite um app is called Insight Timer. I N S I G H T. And it's actually a real timer. It has these really beautiful uh Tibetan um 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 alarms or alerts and it's just fantastic. And it's, and what I love about this app is that it is always improving. It is always improving. Like, as I'm talking to you guys, I just opened up the app and, you know, one of the new things that they have is people are able to go live, right? So you can go live and you can go meditate live with your guide, right or you could do you know the app has small classes it has meditative music it has medita- you know all kinds of meditations you can go on there and you can put in the search anxiety and there be there will be meditations for anxiety right it may be small classes for anxiety right you can put in there love fear there are all meditations for pretty much anything you can think of in this app so definitely go and check it out Um, One of the meditations in here that I absolutely love is um, there's this lady in here. Her name is Mary Muddux, M-U-D-D-U-X. If you put her name in the search, she will pop up and she has this five minute meditation called Simply Being. And one of the things that I really love about her med- this meditation, A, I love her voice because it's soothing. When you meditate and you use guided meditation, please find someone that you feel comfortable with, that their voice is soothing to you. Because I found some good meditations as far as like the content of it, but the voice I just could not do. Okay. So, Simply being, it's just a five minute meditation that just gives you an opportunity to take a five minute break, right? And she just talks about just simply being in the moment, whatever, you know, sensations or thoughts that may come up, just let them be, right? Just simply be just for five minutes. And I used to use this um, meditation when I used to work for other people, like when I worked on jobs and The last job I had, you know, sometimes they would have us see a a lot of clients per day. And so, you know, after a certain amount of clients, it's like you need to be refreshed. So I would take that little five minute break, meditate, you know, do my simply being meditation and it'll kind of like reset me and then I can go ahead and pull the next client. Right. And so. um, So, yeah, so just kind of go go to the app store, look around and there are several meditation apps that you can download, you know, that can assist you with this. There are also, uh, you know, Google, read a couple of articles, you know, and just kind of gain understanding when it comes to meditation. Um you know, because it is a process and it does take time and, you know, practice make perfect. And so it really does take enough time, you know, a good amount of time to get used to meditating. A lot of people give up early, right? Because they have the wrong perception of what they are supposed to be doing in meditation. So that's why it's important to do your research first. Okay. All right. So that was strategy five when it comes to... Um, you know, self developing self-awareness. All of these activities is about developing self-awareness, right? Okay. So let's go to strategy six. So strategy six is view your life through the eyes of someone else. Now, we can definitely be a little tainted, right? <laughs> because it all goes back to self-perception. It all goes back to that self-concept, right? How you perceive yourself. And so if you're not clear about your self-concept and have been honest with yourself about your uh, strengths and your weaknesses, then the lens that you may be looking at life through, it's, it's, a, little, it, it's a little foggy. Right. It got a little couple of smear marks on it. You really can't see. It's clear. Right. So it's look through the eyes of someone else. Imagine you were. An invisible stranger that observed your life for a week right? So this is a stranger. This is somebody that does not know you, right? So this is somebody standing on the outside and just observing you for a full week. What will they see? Right? So if, if, if that was you and you were able to step outside yourself and just watch yourself for a whole week, I want you to think about a few things. I want you to think about What would you think? What would you think about how you move, right? Your life flow. What what would you think about how you deal with life, with people, with situations, with relationships, right? Like how do you, how you treat people, how you treat yourself, right? What would you think if you could stand out and just watch yourself for a week? What would you think? I also want you to think about what advice would you give yourself, right? Once you, you know, complete the exercise and you think of, and and you write out what, what would you think, what you thought about, what you um, witnessed. I want you to think about what advice would you give yourself, right? What corrections do you think you would make? What do you need to do more of, less of, right? What behaviors need to change? What do you need to stop doing? What do you need to start doing? right? Are you in a box? Have you put yourself in a box? Do you not take chances? Do you not, you know, do you allow fear to run your life? Like step back, right? Because what this exercise will do, it will help you to be more self-aware of you, your actions, right? How you move, what behaviors may cause issues in your life, what mindsets, will cause issues in your life. Right. And lastly, I want you to think about what does the way you spend your time say about you? Right. What does the way you spend your time say about you? Right. Are you, do you waste time? Are you a person who's not on time? What does it say about your personality, your characteristics, how you treat other people, right? I'm so sorry for the noise, you guys. I'm at home doing this podcast and, of course, this motorcycle, anywho. So, I don't know if y'all heard it or not, but if you did, I apologize. But, at the end of the day, y'all know I keep it real here, so it is what it is, and I'm not going to go back and cut it out, okay? So if they come back, please excuse the noise. But when you think about how you, you know, if you were to sit outside of yourself, I'm going to give you these three questions one more time. And this is what I want you to think about with this exercise, right? Number six, view your life through the eyes of someone else. And this is you just stepping outside of yourself and just wondering, like, you know, watching how you move, right? If a stranger was just watching you or if you had the opportunity to step outside yourself, I want you to think about these three questions. Number one, what would you think? Number two, what advice would you have for yourself? And number three, what does the way you spend your time say about you? Okay, I think that is a fantastic exercise for you to kind of just do some introspection and just really look within, right? And be honest with yourself about what you see and what advice you need to give yourself in order to create and make change. Okay, number six, I'm sorry, number seven is I want you to think about how you deal with stress. Like, that is so important because we know stress can kill. Stress can also make you ill, right? I want you to think about when we're stressed, we release that cortisol, which is that stress hormone, and in women, when we're stressed all the time, that cortisol sits right around our belly. And here we are working out and doing all these things and we're losing weight everywhere else, but we cannot understand why we can't lose that stomach. And part of that could be because you are highly stressed and you're constantly releasing that stress hormone. Right. So the connection between think about how you deal with stress and self-awareness is key, because if you don't handle stress well, that can cause so many issues in so many other areas of your life right? And so, you know, think about it. When when you get stressed, how do you handle it? Do you eat? Do you emotional eat, right? Do you utilize alcohol, right? Do you go smoke some weed, right? Do you get high? Do you sleep your life away, right, when you're stressed? Do you get in that funky mood and get grumpy and short patient and start snapping at everybody, Right? Do you go and, and use numbness and avoidance and just, uh, you know, bench on on uh, Grey's Anatomy or something? Right. Like, how do you handle stress? Right. Because, at, you know, we got to understand that. Part of this life is stress. I'm sorry. Life is. I'm sorry. I can't even get it out right. Stress is a part of this life. And it's very important when it comes to how we handle stress. Right. And not only how do we handle stress, but I also want you to think about how do you treat people when you're stressed? How do you treat other people when you're stressed out? How do you treat yourself when you're stressed out? I want you to answer those questions, right? I want you to answer how do I handle stress, right? How do I treat others when I'm stressed? How do I treat myself when I'm stressed? And lastly, what challenges. Have I caused for myself by dealing with stress poorly? If you can learn healthy ways to deal with stress. Then that by itself will increase your quality of life. That will help you feel more confident in how you move about this life. It will keep you healthier, right? So really sit with yourself, right? Because we all have stressful stressful days. We have stressful moments and we have stressful periods in our life, right? That last, you know, going back to that other question as far as, you know, what challenges in your life are constant. You know, are you constantly stressed? You know, so really sit and think about that. How do I deal with stress? You got to really be self aware of that because it's a vital part of your quality of life as well as the ability to be able to live authentically. Because when we're stressed out, we change. Right? Our whole demeanor can change. So we got to be mindful. How do we deal with stress and its connection to our ability to be self-aware? All right? That stress is serious, y'all. People end up in the hospital with that stress, right? I have not always been the best um, at handling stress. Well, let me not say, yeah, handling and controlling it. Right. Life has been rather stressful for me over the last five years. But at the end of the day, I will say that part of it, I handled well. Part of it, I avoided. Part of it, I did not handle well. Like it was a roller coaster. Right. But right now I am really working hard to do better when I'm stressed out. Right. I want to be able to utilize the proper coping mechanisms versus using unhealthy coping mechanisms when I'm stressed. And stress is a normal part of life and it's going to happen. And so it's important for you to have your arsenal of coping mechanisms, um, you know, healthy habits that you can utilize when you are stressed. Right. Instead of utilizing negative Mechanisms like overeating, emotional eating, drinking, using, you know, drugs or alcohol, sleeping away, utilizing avoidance or defense mechanisms, being snappy and grumpy and short and, you know, just stank. (laughs) Just stank. Just just a hot mess. Right. So. Definitely dive into that one and be real with yourself about that, you know, because sometimes we can, when we're stressed out, we can turn to an entirely different person, right? We can also create a lot of damage in our life when we're stressed and we're not handling that stress properly, okay? All right, so that's number seven. Number seven, think about how you deal with stress and ask yourself the questions. How do I handle stress? How do I treat others when I'm stressed? How do I treat myself when I'm stressed? And what challenges have I caused for myself by dealing with stress poorly? Okay. All right, let's move on to number eight. Number eight, when it comes to self-awareness is you are going to explore by asking your friends for feedback. And I'm going to take this one a little further in a minute, but I want you to think about, you know, your closest friends. And... You can do your closest friends and you can also do that family member that will keep it 100 with you. Because sometimes, you know, family can be biased. They can try to protect your feelings, um, you know, or they can try to insult as well as if you ask the wrong friends or associates, you know. So make sure you are asking people who are not afraid to be honest with you, but you know that they will be 100 percent real with you. Right. So ask your friends for feedback, ask your friends to describe you. Right. They can utilize feeling words. Right. They can just take a list of feeling words and just pick like describe you in feeling words. Right. Or they can just describe you in one sentence. But ask your friends to describe you. Ask them to write out or give you a list of your strengths and your weaknesses. Right. And when you do this exercise, please, please, please make sure that you ask them to be 100 percent honest with you. But here's the caveat to that. You got to be willing to hear the truth. And you have to be willing to accept the truth. We should we should be ever learning students our entire life. So that means that we don't know everything. And sometimes we are we're not able to be as truthful with our with ourselves and so those who are around us most and love us, you know, we can turn to them and get the truth from them. Right? So make sure that your friends and your family are being 100% honest with you. Let them know, don't spare my don't try to spare my feelings. Explain to them that you are on a journey uh to authenticity and to being your best self and that you are really just trying to look yourself in the mirror and make the correct changes in order for you to be able to live authentically, fully and completely like love yourself and create a positive change in your life by, you know, being 100% open and honest to constructive criticism, right? So just, you know, make sure that they are being honest with you. Now, I'm going to flip the script with this one because I also want you to think about, you could take this a little further when it comes to relationships. And if you wanted, you could go and ask your exes to describe you. I had a client who was having a hard time with femininity, right? Her friend, her, you know, male friends and and guys would say, man, you like one of the fellas, right? And, you know, she wanted to explore, you know, we, we realized that she was disconnected from her femininity, right? Um, The softness, right? And... I had her go and ask her exes uh, to critique her when it comes to their relationship. Like, what was her strengths and what was her weaknesses? Okay? And you guys can do the same. And I know, I know, I know, I know it's scary. I know it is scary. But guess what? It will be invaluable. Like, priceless, right? It will be priceless, especially now I need you to go and ask those who you, you know, you guys were able to end the relationship on the, on, on the good foot, so to speak, right? That you guys were in the same place. Of course, I don't want you to go and ask someone that you are still at odds with, or they're still heard and pissed off and mad about you because they will rip you to pieces. So we're not looking at that. I mean, granted now, if you're able to deal with that, if you're able, if you're strong enough to really feel that they will be 100% honest with you, they may get a little upset, but what they're saying is the truth and they're not embellishing because they're pissed off at you or because they feel like you hurt them or you let them down or whatever, like go ahead. But make sure that you ask those who you feel will give you, will be really honest with you, right? Because even though you guys may not be together, they still want the best for you, okay? And I'll tell you, like when my client went and she did this exercise, like it was um, very beneficial, you know? Like she gained so much insight about herself, especially when it comes to relationships And why guys kind of look at her as one of the guys, right? So go ahead, get that feedback, you know, get that feedback because once again, it goes right back to, um, strategy number six of, you know, viewing your life through somebody else's eyes. So this is your opportunity to view you through somebody else's eyes. Okay. All right. All right. And number... Nine is, I know I said I was giving you nine strategies, but I'm going to give you 10 actually. So number nine is I want you to list your goals, values, and priorities. Now you can go back to episode, I think it's episode 16 when we talked about the exercise to remove Uh, you know, those beliefs and values that were no longer serving you. Right. And to explore the beliefs and values that you want to move, you know, walk with moving forward. And so when it comes to self-awareness, it's important for you to know your more, your, um, your beliefs, what you stand on, right? It's important for you to know those values and those morals and what you stand on. It's important for you to also be aware of your life goals, personal, professional, and those priorities. What's most important to you in life, right? Like what's most important? What are the priorities for you in this life? Like, These are very important, your goals, your values, and your priorities. And when you complete this um, this uh, strategy, I want you to think about these questions. I want you to think about what do I want to accomplish, right? What do I want to accomplish? What are the things that I would like to accomplish in this life? Do I want to be a wife, a mother, a husband? Do I want to uh, you know, acomp- You know, set out for a certain career. Do I want to make a a, a a positive difference in people's life? Right. Like, what do you want to accomplish? What's What do you want to accomplish? Number two question is, what kind of life do you want to live? Right. What kind of life do you want to live? And of course, you got your values is connected to that. What kind of life do I want to live? Do I want to live a free life? Right. So a free life is living life on your own terms, not worried about what other people think of you. Right. Do I want to live an authentic life? And that is you living authentically and being comfortable in who you are. Right. And not choosing to put on masks in certain situations and places. Right. What life do you want to live? Right. Because I surely hope you don't want to live a life of fear. Right. A life of being anxious all the time. A life of allowing anger to take over your take over. Like you don't want that. The third question I want you to think about when it comes to listing your goals, values and priorities is what is important to me? what is important to me and i mean like dig deep on that what's important to you like my relationship is got to got with god is important to me and i'm working to stre- to strengthen that relationship what's important to me is raising my daughter to be a respectful um you know young woman out here in this world right what's important to me is you know um Being there for my family, you know, as best as I can, can, right? What's important to me is um, loving myself and being honest with myself when I'm not, you know, when I'm not doing the best job at loving myself or taking care of myself and my emotions, right? So what's important to you? And last... um, I also want you to think about if your life were perfect, what would your day look like? Like, what would your day look like if your life was perfect, right? We call this kind of like the miracle question in in the world of social work, right? What, you know, if you went to bed tonight and a miracle happened overnight, right? And you woke up and your life was just the way you wanted it to be, what would that life look like? What, hap- what would have had to happen overnight in order for you to have that, like, life that you desire? Right? So, knowing, you know, if you don't have goals, you just out here. You just out here aimlessly. You don't know where you're going. You don't know what you're doing Each day you trying to figure you trying like you just feel lost each day, and that's because you don't have any direction, right? So when you have goals, goals give you the opportunity to have something to focus on and to work on, right? That when you have values, values help you to understand what's important to you, it gives you a code of ethics, right? And when you know what your priorities are, you know what your, where your focus is. Right? So all of that, all three of those is just giving you direction in life. If you feeling lost in life, disconnected, check your goals, check your values and check your priorities. Okay. And number 10 When it comes to strategies to utilize, when it comes to self-awareness and to discover and develop your self-awareness is learning how to be authentic. Learning how to just be you and be okay with that. Right? Like, be honest with yourself. Right. Be authentic and be honest with yourself as you go through this process of self-awareness. Be authentic, like be real with yourself, one hundred percent. Because I'm telling you, if you sugarcoating, if you are avoiding, if you are not being really open and real with yourself, you're not going to benefit from this from this work. You're not. And you're going to continue to have those persistent challenges. You know? So be real, authentic with yourself. Be open and honest with yourself as you go throughout this self awareness journey. Okay? Because I can sit, you know, and give you these two episodes on self awareness and. If you're not really being honest with yourself when you answer these questions, you're wasting your time. Because your answers will not be true. They will not. All right. So make sure that you are really being open and honest with yourself when it comes to, you know, working on developing your self-awareness. Because... Self-awareness is one of the most important things you can possess. The key to, you know, it's like the key to enhancing your life. Right? It's the key to having a better quality of life, which is self-awareness. Because the more you know you, the better you will be. It's like therapy. When you go to therapy, you know... The more you tell your therapist, the better they can help you, right? So self-awareness is definitely a um, key when it comes to enhancing your life, right? Self-awareness is important. You know, it's important when it comes to setting up your goals and creating the life that you would most enjoy. It really is. Because I'll tell you this. Without self-awareness, you are doomed to repeat your mistakes over and over And over again for the rest of your life. Hear me when I say, without self-awareness, you're doomed to repeat your mistakes for the rest of your life. Right? Because most of us are pretty good at figuring out what makes other people tick right? It's much more challenging to develop the same understanding about yourself. So it's so easy for us to be able to, you know, look at other people and, you know, uh try to, you know, uh how do I say it? It's easy for us to look at other people and, and try to, you know, judge their life, right? But it's, hard to look at yourself and judge your life right it's easy to look at other people and judge their behavior and how they move in life but my friend if you are going to if you out here judging folks please understand that when you are talking about other people you really talking about yourself mm-hmm mm-hmm Once again, it's much more easier, you know, to judge other people's lives and tell other people what they're doing wrong. But it's hard to do it for yourself. But it's necessary. Hard, but absolutely necessary. Because at the end of the day, we spend most of our time with ourselves. How do you feel about your time? Right? Because at the end of the day, this life is about you and getting to know you. And when we don't know ourselves, it definitely shows up in so many different ways. You know? So it's important to work toward having a higher understanding of yourself. It's so beneficial in so many areas of your life. Like I can't even, I can't stress it enough. It's so beneficial. So I hope that this episode helps you to go about your journey Right to living authentically through learning self awareness, and you gain self awareness by assessing yourself. Now it ain't always cute. No, it will not always feel good, but it's necessary, y'all. It's necessary. We got to start looking in the mirror. You know, me and my analogies, let me, I know I'm going to throw y'all with this one, but it just came to my head. Because one of the things I realized, you know, working with women is when it comes, you know, if we were to take sex for an example. In order for you to be pleased and enjoy intimacy, you first got to know you. You first got to know what turns you on. You first got to know what sets you on fire, right? You have to know your hot spots so that you can teach your mate how to please you. But if you are not aware, if you're not self aware of your, you know, um, body and you know your body, your sexuality, like um, when it comes to your, you know, intimacy, then how can you be pleased, right? So if you don't know about, you know, if you haven't taken the time to assess self, then how can you have the... How can you be, how can you be your best self? How can you have a great a great quality of life if you don't even know who you are? Right. So that's why self awareness is key in so many areas, right? Even even when it comes to intimacy. Because if you have not explored your body, if you have not looked at looked down at her with a mirror, if you have not touched her. Right. If you don't know what your G spot is, if you don't know where your little hot spots on your body is. Then how can you have a fulfilling, intimate relationship with your partner because you can't even educate them on how to please you? Right. Like you can't. If you don't know what it is that you want in a man, you're not going to recognize your husband when he show up. Right. Once again, self-awareness. So I am going to go ahead and end here. And I hope that this episode, I hope that, you know, this episode, both episodes, you know, related to self-awareness, part one and two, the power of self-awareness. I hope that this really uh, help you guys to turn a turn over the stone, right? I hope that this creates positive change in your lives uh, to the point to where it increases as you go throughout this exercise and you gain more understanding of yourself. I, I can't wait for you guys to start feeling the benefits of being self aware. Like it's crucial, crucial to your level of happiness and fulfillment. Okay, so please take some time out, listen to these episodes again. Make sure you go back, write the questions down, and make sure you follow every step like answer every question. Right? Do not, um, uh, how do I, um, don't do no surface um, assessment. I need you to go to the root. Right, I need you to dig deep. I need you to really be honest with yourself when it comes to this self-assess self-assessing. Because the self-assessment is it is part of your foundation for everything, every area of your life. And it's something that you should do over the years. Right? You should do that self-awareness journey. You know, over the years, because you're going to change. Behaviors are going to change. How you move is going to change. So this should be something that you are doing, you know, every couple of years. Right? Because we do change. Okay? All right, you guys. Please um, share this episode with someone. If you know someone who can definitely benefit from it. Um, I would definitely love it if you guys could, you know, definitely go and follow uh, me on Instagram at Mission Dorothy, as well as Facebook, uh, Mission Dorothy and the number one on Facebook and Mission Dorothy on Instagram. I um, would love it if you guys would go and leave, um, you know, a beautiful, lovely review. You know, if you feel that this the information that I'm the content that I'm giving you guys is helping Please, you know, leave me, um, you know, some reviews on, um, on Apple. That'll be fantastic. Um, and I, I just want you guys to, um, really understand the power of self-awareness. And I hope that I've given you the tools that you need in order to start your journey with that. Okay. All right, you guys, I am out. Have a fantastic one. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Until then, please work to live authentically. Bye.